SEN Central. Brought to you by TAP. Long may we play. Gamble responsibly. Gambler's Help, 1800 858 8585. Uh, 1207. This is RSN Central. It's time for Gate Speed. And Blake Reddit and Mick Howard join me this week. Hello, Blake. Gareth, we've tagged Bonnington out and uh, and Howard in. We've got a Dude, late change. Late really, <laughs> to be honest, Bonner's text me at eleven thirty. I was quite busy, but he said he's got the worst headache of his oh, life, okay. and uh, so he must have had a big night last night. <laughs> well, that's unusual for Jason. Anyway, good to see. He's... Anyway, we won't go on. Hey, Mick Howard. Good morning to you. Afternoon. Welcome. Yeah, thanks, Gareth. Very, very They know late. how to throw you under the bus, don't they, really? <laughs> they do. I mean, it's fair to say I'm scrambling a little bit here as we get across <laughs> the topics to uh, to do a bit of catch-up, but hopefully I can uh, throw something out there that's uh, worthwhile. Okay, what about the first point and the things we learnt? The Prince produced a perfect time for pacing cup. That's a Geelong pacing cup we talk about, and Kate Gath can take a bow. That was one hell of a drive. And it wasn't just... Uh, we'll get to another one shortly. It wasn't just Phoenix Prince, was it? Because... Uh, she almost drove the quaddy, Kate Gath. Um, incredible effort with Phoenix Prince, as you say. What a drive it was to to get him through that gap late, driven for patience. And I guess it's due reward for a horse that, um, you know, over the last six, eight, ten, even 12 weeks, he's played second fiddle, third and fourth fiddle to his more highly rated stable mates. But on this occasion, he was, uh, he was you know, the uh, the unfavoured of the trio of the Emma Stewart runners and he was still able to uh, to dive bomb them late. So uh, good for him. Obviously, an Emma Stewart trifecta, that's not uh, going to become un- uncommon, I suspect, through the, the Country Cup series, um, Mick. But it's sort of... It, it, I, I suspect it sets up this rivalry now because Code Black ran second, so he gets more points through the Country Cup championship. But Phoenix Prince is... He's just threatening, and he is the kind of horse that could go on a bit of a charge and try and catch Code Black, who's who's in the box seat, I guess you'd say, for that Country Cups championship. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. I thought, look, it looked like it was Code Black's for all money, I thought, for a big part of the race, and um, it was just sitting there perfectly. Tam Major, difficult to run past, but Code Black has, I think, been a little bit underrated even going into this. It, um, there was, while well, there was good money for it, all the talk was Tam Major. But in the end, Phoenix Prince, it didn't look like it was going to win until it actually won. And then it was, um, and it was 31 bucks only a few days ago. So it just goes to show how well. Spoken we, like a man that might have had a bet there, Mick. I didn't, though. I looked uh. at it and I didn't. And <laughs> obviously, regrets, which is not unusual on the Monday. But, um, but yeah, Trots Country Cups Championship, we are seeing the strength of Emma Stewart there, which is not, maybe not always been in the past in this sort of a championship. It's obviously. Taking been, that step, Gareth, that step you want Emma Stewart to take to the. To the open yes. class. Well, that's what she needs to do and win a Hunter Cup, Victoria Cup. Who knows? She's probably got the the team to do that at the moment. Looking forward to seeing Ride High step out and see if he can take that next step. I think he can. Tam Major was brave there the other day, but the winner was just given the best drive, really, wasn't at the end of the day. And track record as yeah. well. So, um, uh, I mean, obviously, very few 25, 70-metre races at Geelong, but uh, for the paces at least, but uh, still, you know, notable effort. What about? Great. Yeah, sorry, Mick. I might just touch on that championship because say that puts Co Black up to 16 points now for that series, which is getting towards a, a really competitive total, and so that takes in all those 25 country cups. It's worth 35k now, so it's worth more than it was previously when you take it out. But of course, there's also the encore that sits at the back of the championship, $60,000 race, and look, you've got to win to be guaranteed, you don't get guaranteed a start. But you've got to be win to, to get yourself one into win. Running. You think will get you in? Uh, two wins will guarantee a spot. War Spirit Should winds do, yeah. up in the Trotters Cup. He, uh, he, it was an interesting drive again from Kate Gath. Instead of waiting for that 
that sprint lane behind Jericho's trumpet, she decided, my horse is the stronger horse. My horse is a horse that needs a bit of time. He's not flashy war spirit. I mean, he did win a Breeders' Crown at three, I think it was, when he first came over for Andy Gath. Um, and he's probably had a, a checkered path, it's fair to say, since he's he's done things. Well, he probably hasn't done things wrong. He just hasn't necessarily measured up to a, to a position you might have expected from him. But... Um, you know, he used all of his grit and determination when he came to the outside to get the better of what was a handy Geelong Trotters Cup field. Mentioned Jericho's trumpet, who was there, but there are a couple of other, you know, pretty nice Trotters that are going to go through these Country Cup series. Um, Desert Fly is always consistent, ran second. Father Christmas is a good stayer, and, and you've got some talented horses in behind. So, uh, really good win from War Spirit, and I, I guess the story of the night, really, Mick, was Kate and Andy Gath, who, um, you know, it all went a little bit awry in New Zealand uh, at the second part of, uh, of Cup Week, but they've hit back hard, and um, they've done really well to, to get War Spirit to win the McNamara Trotters Cup. Not unusual for them to do that, really, is it? Yeah, eighteen bucks fifty it paid, which so it was uh, would be a nice get as well. I was impressed by Jericho's trumpet. It's going to win one of these very soon. It may even be this weekend, Sunday. I think it might be in the line for the the Saint Arnold Cup. So it's going to be a good Country Cups horse. But um, uh, Wall Spirit, that's probably about its biggest victory on Australian soil. It'll be close too. It's a it's a good result. It's look, it's a better race maybe than the fourteen and a half thousand dollars that uh, it's pinned to it. But um, and the Marys Old Trotting Championship, it's well and truly open. The leader's only got eight points, which is magical. So there's good money in that Country Cups Championship that runs throughout the season as well. So War Spirit getting the full points there has got him well in contention. So point three, smile seals the deal with the strong run? Yeah, well, this is this is one that I'd be interested in getting your opinion on, Gareth. Fake smile, um, he's been a horse that we've, I guess, forgotten about to a large degree over the last 18 months, he, he sort of burst onto the scene. He won five or six or seven or eight in the country. Um, we didn't know how he was going to measure up, but he's running the four- and five-year-old championship. was outstanding. And then and then he's been gone for a long time. He finally turned back up now with Craig Demler, put the riding on the wall in, in a heat of the Gordon Rothka, didn't he, um, with an excellent second to Lumineer when sitting parked. And, and on this occasion, he was able to get the better of uh, Lumineer Probably, for me, the story of this race is Jackie Barker. We've spoken about it a couple of times, but not only is she dead set or airborne, she seems to be, you know, if not the only driver, but one of the very few drivers that can get horses out wide on the track at Melton in metropolitan races and get them to finish off as well as the horses that have had softer runs on the inside. So not sure um, why that is. Maybe Jackie's just, just, you know, really enjoys driving that last bend and is well accustomed to it now, but... Um, he certainly launched down the outside. Lumineer was was brave, honest, strong. He, he didn't win, but I don't think he would have lost many admirers. Mick, and outside of that, it was a bit of a bunch finish, but um, really good race to the, the Gordon Rothiger Memorial Championship final. I agree with that. Great summation, yeah. I, I, and I agree that Jackie Barker may be the story of the race because I think it's just more reaffirmation that she she just doesn't make mistakes. She gives her horse every chance, and in the end, there was nothing between the first six. Well, it was five metres between them, but in some ways, she she was partially the difference that um, she put it in the right. She made the right decisions at the, all the times, and I guess that's possibly from her. She's grown up watching every single race that we've had in Victoria for the last 20 years and she's putting that experience in that, into play so it's been really fun watching her take that step and hopefully we can see her get more and more opportunities fake smile might be that horse that um, starts to put her into some really big races and more people get to see it eight-year-old by Grimm from ear to ear he might just be the real deal because you don't usually see a horse do what he did on the weekend 152.3 mile rate Lumineers the star but he drew Barry 11 and you, he flew down the outside over the 1,700-metre mark. Okay, point number four. Wob wows with another soft success. 
Wobbly, um, you know, he's just he's just that trotter that I think if you owned him, if you trained him, Alison Alford and, and drove him, Chris Alford, well, uh, you'd have to be thrilled with what he's doing. He, he was such a dominant two-year-old trotter and um, even, you know, produced into his early three-year-old season. But he's, uh, you'd say he's been taking his time to find his feet as he sort of gets into this older, older grade. But at the same time, you go back through his record and... He's never finished worse than third. Um, he's uh, and that was over in the jewels. He's finished second, basically, if not um, in in his last, you know, five of his last eight, and the other three he's won. So he's doing an incredible job. He just seems to, you know, he does. I potentially think Mick switch off a little in front. That wasn't the case here because he was able to be driven aggressively and drop in behind the leader. But he's just got a wicked turn of foot, and um, and you know, Morta Ferrer's no mug, and he ran past her like she was. Standing still, so uh, yeah. All credit to to Chris and Alison Alford, and they've done an excellent job to get him back to the races. Winner of eighteen from twenty eight, three hundred thousand. It's the kind of horse you dream about. Fascinating horse, isn't he? We certainly know he's got the chinks in the armour because he also plays up every single race before the start, and that always is going to throw a little bit of a question mark in there. But he he never really gallops too often in the run, as and I guess the fact that he's always placed in every start sort of goes that he is possibly more reliable than you think when you see him score up. Um, do you think maybe as we continue to get higher and higher in grade that he's going to be a sit sprinter in that best grade? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'd you know clearly the temptation would be there. He's got gate speed, use it, but I, I and I could be wrong. I just have a feeling that that his turn of foot is what's going to win him good races, and and he he has that in abundance. I think he just just potentially switches off a little in front, but that's just that's just my opinion. So he might take another little step up this Saturday night. I think looking at the early noms, it looks like he's headed for a. A running with uh, Babavska magical pants up, sort of similar class, you would have thought, to where he's at, but that is a little step up in, in what he's seen before, so we'll continue to learn things as he heads towards perhaps showdowns with um, the likes of your Tornado Valley and McLovin for maybe the Great Southern Star or something like that next year. And point number five, Uncle Sam back on track with the North Island hit out there on the weekend, which is great to see, especially for the Aussie contingent as we look ahead to the Inter-Dominion, which kicks off this Friday, and it's just been announced by the Auckland Trotting Club that um, there only be two heats, which I don't mind. I'd rather two heats of 13 than three uh, three heats of eight. Well, it's it's a bit bit of a tricky one for me. I mean, I'll take the point that potentially there will be horses that won't get through the first and second rounds of heats, and you might end up with three heats of six runners or some such for the final round of heats, which wouldn't look great, but... Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Two heats. I don't know if it's for me, but I mean, you can only play the hand that you've been dealt, and with, with a you know a lack of um, acceptors, it was always probably on the cards a little bit heading to New Zealand, and it, it that's the way it's shaken out. But back on Uncle Sam, um, you know, I feel a bit like uh, responsible for him winning Gareth because we've been okay. talking we've been talking him down for a long time, and um, if not knocking him, at least uh, outlining that he hasn't had much luck or success over in New Zealand. Uh, since he's been there, but uh, he turned it all around. Tony Hurley in the bike, and it all looked very good. It obviously wasn't an Inter-Dominion class field, but it was still a good, solid hit-out, you'd have to say, for the Inter-Dominion. So he's he's back on track in, in many ways, Mick, and it'll be interesting to see. I mean, we know how well he went last season, Hunter Cups and Inter-Dominions. He ran so well through the bulk of it, so he's capable, and maybe he's turned the corner. They did drive him differently, though, yeah, didn't they, which was quite potentially significant. I mean, we know he's a high-paced horse. He had really good results in the Grand Circuit racing, usually with a pegs run or something along those lines when he got the last ping at him. And we saw that they 
done plenty of work, I thought, in the New Zealand campaign in a lot of those races, and this time uh, he was just sat quiet and had the last go of them, and they got home in 55.8 for the last 800 metres, and he was clearly the, the best horse finishing, but they drove him differently. Yeah, I suppose it, we should have realised Tony Hurley, the Iceman, it was never going to be any other way, so... um yeah, we'll, we'll find out maybe... I'm not sure, Gareth, the field's out tonight or tomorrow morning. Um, I think they're out the today. Well, the nominations are definitely closed. I thought they were out today. I reckon I heard that final acceptance were at 4pm New Zealand time, so whether that yep. means that fields will come out immediately after or uh, before close of business New Zealand time. Who well, knows? They, should, but, they um, should come out as quickly as possible so everybody can start punting on them. The Grey Hole High, it's not just that, it's just the vibe about yeah. knowing the fields and and that sort of thing. So that's um, that's something we look forward to, but uh, it's going to be a great series. And Mick, we might be able to drop a little announcement here. We've got something in the works, Gareth. Now, I heard Do that. I don't know if the boys can get that up, but Jason Bonington was doing a race call. Is that right? Is that what you're about to promote? Oh, no, not really. Okay. I mean, we can do that one too. That's yep. that, that's the easy stuff. I mean, what do you think it, of it? First of all, uh, it was very, um, it was very Jason Bonington, me, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Type of look at me down the barrel but, type of performance by Jason. I think he was asked to do it, and that's how he was asked to do it. So, in in fairness to him, I'm willing to yeah. give him a slight pass on that, Mick. But Having you were part been of that. the yeah. person behind the camera. That was actually take one for Bond for that call. So there, and there was only one take. So I think that uh, also deserves a little bit of credit. Really, that was. Yeah, I thought he did quite well there, Bob. Well, you should have done another take. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Gareth, you need to jump in here. You need to. We need your take. We need your last 200 metres of the, uh, the Inter Dominion final, how you think it's going to roll out, because there's some really good wear for, for people to pick up, some okay. great Team Vic T-shirts. Yep. So, so you need to, you need to so, whack that on the Twitter. But there's only can... one Victorian pacer, isn't there? San Carlo. <laughs> I think we're claiming lots of them. Mike Ewey, mate's um, Oh, Mike Ewey, mate, Sicario. I apologise that. Sicario. Sicario and, from uh, of course, the great Victorian Cruz Bromac, which is definitely yes. Team Blue. Team Blue. Okay. Well, I mean, I remember, Gareth, uh, going back four or five, maybe six years ago, you, one night at Bendigo, were, were hunched over a TV monitor calling a race at Didn't know where you were going, Albion yeah. Park. So you can call, and there's no doubt about that. I think we all know you're a, you're a fledgling caller if you wanted to do it. Um, you were excellent that yeah, night. Do you was, remember I, the horse that yeah, won the race? Yeah, I remember. It was Libby Trickett. It was Trickett, too. It was yeah, Libby Trickett. <laughs> I'll have to think about that. I, I think probably our best chance, no doubt about that, is Cruz Bromac. Jewels are playing a massive part, but I'm looking forward to seeing Colt 31 go around representing Australia as well and bling it on. I think one of those three can definitely win it. Oh, for sure. For great. sure. It's great to have Colt 31 here in Victoria for that month. I think we probably undervalued him a little bit in a lot of those races, and he yep. continued just to, to show up and just to pick his way through it. But um, a very good horse. So we'll claim him as well, I guess, of yeah, the I Queenslander. Mean, Hopefully they... Hasn't I, changed I, his name yet. No, they should change his name anyway. Something a little bit different for mine. Okay, boys, what about McLovin? Has he travelled over nicely? Well, he's been there, he, No, but I mean up to, to Auckland, going around the opposite way. You'd like to hope so. I mean... Uh, I, I believe he might have done some racing in the... Was he a North, or, uh, North Island horse when he was over there? I think he was South Island. Okay, well, yep. um, anyway, he's he's been there and done that to some degree, but uh, I'm sure, you know, I mean, they, they often improve after the thumps, don't they? they? They can get better and their next run can be their best run when they, they're feeling good again. So I'm sure he's fine. More importantly, Mick, are we going to announce this big, huge news? What is oh, it? Go for it, Blake. I mean, it's... Um... We've been doing this on the fly, Gary. Okay. We'd... Blake sort of dreamed this up about 45 minutes ago. We're going to run with it. I think so. You announce it, Mick. You go for it. 
It's your baby. I don't even know what it's called. Well, uh, hurry up. We are running out of time. <laughs> we're we're going to do a super coach style dream team oh, okay. for the Inter-Dominion because we love the Inter-Dominion, even if it's in New Zealand, Gareth. ID19 Star Stable. What a great name. Has yep. been uh, completely untested, but it's locked in now because it's out there with the uh, listeners. So ID19 Star Stable. The concept is uh, there'll be 100 points, essentially, and from that you have to pick your five horses and they'll collate money with sort of obviously super coach related trotters all yep. paces pick your best five for 100 points we'll come up with a prize twitter or facebook or you can email through the blake and there'll be more details so maybe if people keep an eye on the trots.com.au or our twitter account they'll see more details as we uh, pull this together but uh, fly by the seat of the pants i think it's going to work out well great oh, idea great. great idea boys thanks for that mick and and blake appreciate your time as always thanks gareth